Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on chumbacasino.com. I looked over the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at chumbacasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's chumbacasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. DTW, Void were prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void were prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Hello and welcome to the NUFC blogcast. I'll be honest. Me and Ollie are separate this week, and that's fine. Uh, I'm going to introduce the pod. I'm going to hand over to him to talk about the main tune transfer stories. I think I've probably had too many gin and tonics to actually uh, participate in this podcast this week. But do you know what? Who cares? We've qualified for the Champions League. <laughs> Yeah, thanks, Ed. So really, there's only one place to start, and that's with Nicolo Barella. So you may have seen this initial story already, but on Wednesday night, The Telegraph's Luke Edwards released a big exclusive saying that Newcastle were closing in on a £50 million deal for Barella. So he's an Inter Milan midfielder. Uh, He was playing in the Champions League final just last weekend. He he helped Italy win Euro 2020. And yeah, he's a high-energy sort of all-action midfielder who... Is, to be honest, he's considered, I'd say, one of the, the most highly rated midfielders in Europe. He's, he's been real top top class for them over the last few seasons. And I just looked at his numbers there. He got nine goals and ten assists in the last the last season for Inter. Um, and apparently, according to the Telegraph, we've been pushing hard for his signature this week. It's their report that we've had intensive talks over the past few days and would be happy to make him a highest paid player if he was happy to make the move. So, yeah, the Telegraph went quite big. And you can imagine Newcastle Twitter was was chaotic at the time just getting excited about the prospect of signing him and I guess even if we didn't sign him in the end it's just the idea that Newcastle are pursuing such sort of top class players in Europe it just shows the ambition of the owners so anyway after the first the first report there came out from Luke Edwards uh, Sky Sports followed up with with another report of their own and they confirmed that we've been in talks again and said that we uh, are, are trying to to bring him to Newcastle Sky Sports said we're hopeful of sealing the deal and that Eddie Howe, again, is a huge fan. Uh, they report that we're in a strong position to attract him because we obviously secured Champions League football at the end of the season. Um, I know Sky, Sky's Pete Graves, who 
who's done a sort of work presenting there before, he said that there's still a fair way to go on that deal. So he's he's suggesting a bit of caution at the minute that maybe the deal isn't as far ahead as some people think. But again, Sky Sports confirmed the interest, confirmed we've held talks, and okay, it might be a, a tough one to do, but they're, they're certainly confirming the interest there and that, that we're trying to get it done. Um, and then late on Wednesday night, about just past 11 o'clock, Fabrizio Romano came up with his own update. He's obviously, people will know, he's a really well-known Italian journalist. I think he's got about 15 million followers on Twitter. He offered an update, and that was a slightly more bleak one. It wasn't saying that it wasn't going to happen, but it was a bit more sober, shall we say. So he basically said that um, apparently Inter haven't actually received a bid yet from Newcastle. He said the interest from Newcastle is very real, but that nothing's advanced at, at this stage. Um, he also said that sources at Inter Milan had told him that 50 million, the fee obviously being suggested by the Telegraph and Sky Sports, he said that that fee is considered nowhere near enough by Inter Milan, um, and also that nothing's nothing's been agreed yet when it comes to, to personal terms as well. So, so yeah, so there's updates there from the Telegraph, Sky Sports, and Fabrizio Romano. The Telegraph seem a bit more hopeful that it's going to happen. They obviously used the words closing in, and uh, Sky Sports also said we're hopeful of getting a deal done. But yeah, Fabrizio Romano, who's probably got good links in Italy. He's kind of suggesting that a deal's sort of not that advanced at this point. So, so yeah, it's really exciting, but there's obviously a long way to go there. Um, if we could bring him to Newcastle, it would be, it would be a real statement of intent and a real quality signing. Um, I know Craig Hope at the Mail. He's, he's also written a piece on that, and he's his sources are saying that early talks have taken place, um, but apparently his his guys are saying that it will be a, a really difficult deal to do. And that they haven't got any indication yet whether Barella would want to make the move to Newcastle. Um, obviously, Inter Milan are, have just been in the Champions League final. Um, they're on the up as well in Italy. But uh, so it remains to be seen if Barella, who's apparently a boyhood Inter fan, would want to leave leave them after their recent success to then join Newcastle. But uh, so yeah, time will tell. But it's it's a really exciting one. Um, and just to finish there as well. That update from Craig Hope at the Mail, he actually mentioned two other players, Milan-based players, were meant to be interested in. So he mentioned uh, Federico DiMarco, who's a left-back, a versatile left-back who plays at Inter Milan as well. He's mentioned him as someone we're watching. And he also mentioned AC Milan's Sandro Tonali, who's another uh, midfielder, Italian midfielder, who can play in that holding role or a slightly more advanced number eight role. So, so yeah, there's two more names mentioned in that piece from Craig Hope there, but uh, it sounds like Newcastle are going big for Barella. So yeah, fingers crossed we can get it done. It's it would be a, such an exciting signing if we could. We'll now head over to uh, my very good friend, probably to be honest, one of my best friends, uh, Gianni Batici. He is uh, part of the official Fantasy Premier League show, so he's hired by the Premier League. He's been on Sky Sports. He's an Italian expert, and he is going to tell us what we should expect. From Nicolo, Nicola, Nicolo Barella. Now, we obviously acknowledge that's probably this deal. We, I mean, it's probably not going to happen. If it happens, it will be unbelievable. But if it does happen, well, let's find out about him. So, Gianni, over to you. Oh, Nico Barella, where do I start? He's an elite player, uh, a, a number eight box to box you'd kind of put him in that category of of top three number eights in world football in my opinion you know the likes of Pedri and Bellingham sure are up there but if you've been watching Barella recently or in the last couple of years at Inter Milan you'll know he's got it all 
And he moved to Inter from Cagliari and he was he was wanted by all the top Serie A teams and Inter won that battle for his signature. And under different managers at Inter, he's absolutely thrived. Uh, always playing on the on the right of a midfield three. It's the same position he plays for Italy as well. Midfield three on the right-hand side. And that does suit him. And if I look at Barella and his next move, I think he'll be looking at teams that play that midfield three because perhaps I think he could be a little bit vulnerable in a two and isn't the most suited to playing as a, as a kind of out-and-out attacking mid on on a flank or in, in the 10. So that midfield three as an eight is his perfect role. And fortunately for him, that's a system that most teams play. And I know Klopp, uh, Liverpool see, see him as a, as a really nice option for them. And obviously Newcastle were in for him too. Uh, he's got a huge decision to make and Inter Milan will see him as their most prized asset. Um, historically, Inter will sell a big name in the, each summer if they need to. You know, we saw Hakimi leave. We saw Lukaku leave. Um, and there is chat at Inter that they'll be looking to offload a big name. But if they do, and they have to, they do have to sell, despite their Champions League run, they do have to sell if they want to buy. And they've been linked with the likes of Milenkovic-Savic at Lazio, who Inzaghi knows so well, who could play and can play that Barella role. Um, but ideally, I think for Inzaghi, he wants Milenkovic-Savic alongside Nico Barella, his, his main man. And you look at Inter and who they might cash in on, you could look at the likes of Anana in goal, who they picked up on a free transfer from Ajax only a year ago. You could look at Lautaro Martinez, constantly linked with Europe's top teams. They are offloading, arguably, the likes of Skriniar, who's on big wages. I think he's at the end of his contract. He's been frozen out. And Brozovic, there's talk of him leaving. So we could see players off the wage bill there. And perhaps there's no need to sell any of those big names. But if they are going to sell a big name, I can't see it being Barella unless an offer for silly money comes in. And at the moment, the money being discussed with Barella just isn't enough. Um, It's got to be a a huge fee for me uh, to turn Inter's heads. But look, if Newcastle are fortunate enough to get him, what are they getting? Well, they're getting someone that can play in multiple positions in attack or defence. But as I said, ideally, it's right of the midfield three alongside Joel Linton and Bruno Gamares. But they're getting someone who's brilliant in defence and in attack. You know, he's got the work, he's got an enormous work rate and energy. He's got a brilliant pressing game. He's good in the tackling, smart enough with the interceptions, plays so well on the half turn and drifts into spaces. This is a guy that can get goals by running late into the box. Um, he can get assists from those deep crosses on that right-hand channel. And we see a lot of those whipped crosses towards Lautaro, especially brilliant combinations. He's also got a really good shot on him. Like I look back and think of some Barella volleys and he loves a volley. He hits the ball so clean. He's a brilliant technician. YouTube Barella goals and you'll see some absolute wonder strikes. He scored a big goal for Italy in the Euros and he was a, a Italy winning Euro 2020. A lot was down to their midfield. Jorginho, for many, was player of the tournament. Verratti's incredible but Barella just complements that midfield three so so well and for me that's what won Italy the Euros Barella scored a big goal for Italy against Belgium in the quarterfinals I think it was and he's definitely got that eye for a goal and the Newcastle fans will love him because all fans do straight away you see the talent but you see that talent matched with energy and work rate and this is a he's like a Duracell bunny buzzing around the pitch but Often when you see those Duracell bunnies in midfield, let's say, I don't know, Gattuso. I'm just thinking of an Italian midfielder that offers everything. Now, sure, he's not as combative as as Gattuso, but you combine it with someone of his technical ability and there's not many that can have that combination. And Barella absolutely does. As I said, I personally don't think this move happens this summer. I think when and if Barella leaves, and I don't think he will leave into this summer, 
I think it will be for with no with no disrespect to Newcastle, who absolutely are going for big-name players, I think Barella could have his pick of teams in world football. And if he's picking where he's going, I'm thinking the Spanish giants, I'm thinking a city, perhaps a Jurgen Klopp might be an attractive proposition. Um, but I don't see that happening this summer because, as I say, it would have to be silly money for Inter to sell. The next update is on the retained list where Newcastle basically confirmed which players have been released, who have been offered new contracts and who signed new contracts. So starting with the departures, uh, the club have confirmed that Matty Longstaff and Kieran Clark have both been released. Uh, Matty spent last season at Mansfield, but that loan was cut short due to a serious knee injury. Uh, he's not been offered a new deal, but he apparently will stay with the club just to basically receive some treatment on his knee injury. So he's no longer a Newcastle player, but it's nice to see the club still supporting him. With Kieran Clark, he joined Sheffield United on loan last summer, but it was a loan move that was basically agreed in the final year of his contract. So he's come back from that loan move, but he obviously hasn't been given a new deal as expected, and he's now a free agent. So those two have left. Um, in terms of the players who've been given new deals... Newcastle say that they've triggered options to keep Matt Ritchie for another season. So he's staying for at least another year. And Mark Gillespie too, which is a bit of a surprise to some fans. He's the fifth choice goalkeeper behind Pope, Dubravka, Darlow and Karius. So really, I'm starting to wonder whether Gillespie's just been given the deal to fill like the um, homegrown homegrown quota that we might need for the for the Champions League and things like that. So, so yeah, Mark Gillespie has been given another year. And Dan Burns also had his contract extended from 2024, which is next summer, to 2025 because basically he's activated a um, a clause that extends his deal by a further 12 months, just an appearance-based clause basically. So those three are staying for additional one additional year. Um, then when it comes to players who've been offered new deals but are yet to sign them, the club have said that Paul Dummett and Loris Carrius have both been offered uh, extensions. They're out of contract this summer. But obviously, it, you will have to just see whether whether they accept. I think Dummett will. I think as a boyhood fan and someone that's been here for a long time now, I think he'll be happy to stay and be part of the squad in some capacity, even if, let's be honest, it's more a behind-the-scenes kind of role where he's a voice in the dressing room and, and things like that because he, he's obviously had such a little game time recently. But but obviously, Howe wants to keep him around for one reason or another. So I think Dummett will accept that offer. With Carrius, obviously, it remains to be seen. I mentioned on... A recent podcast that his his partner actually works for Sky Italy, and I think she lives over in Italy. And there'd been some suggestion that if he got an offer from Italy, he might consider that and obviously move to be next to his partner. But if no offer comes from Italy, he'd probably be silly to turn down an offer from Newcastle for another season. Because let's face it, he, we only actually sort of got him into a job essentially when he was a free agent a couple of months back when Darlow picked up that injury. So. If it wasn't for Newcastle's offer, he might still be without a club and obviously not receiving a salary. So I think Carrius might be dependent on what interest he gets from Italy. Um, this was another update from the retained list. It was fairly well known this this was, but Chris Wood, the club have confirmed, will, will join Nottingham Forest officially on a permanent deal on the 1st of July. Um, they obviously signed him on loan with an obligation to buy in in January. And I think they've, they met that clause very easily just from a couple of appearances. So... I think it's going to be a 15 million move that's triggered on the 1st of July for him, which is good business. Um, for those interested at the under-21 level, obviously there's a lot of changes there at the academy. Um, 
the likes of Harry Barclay, Niall Brookwell, Dan Langley, Joe Olivest, Josh Stewart and Isaac Westendorf, they've all been released. But new deals have been uh, handed out to Jamie Miley, who's the brother of Lewis, Will Brown, Nathan Carlian, Kyle Crossley, James Huntley and Josh Scott. So, so yeah, there's all the updates from the retained list. Um, so, yeah, there's a couple of ins, a couple of outs. And then obviously we're waiting to see whether Dummett and Carrius accept our contract. So another story that came out this week was on Wolfsburg midfielder Felix Nemeka or Nemecha. I'm not sure how you pronounce it, but um, that was again from the Telegraph's Luke Edwards, who's the same journalist who broke the Barella story. And he was reporting that we've had quite a close eye on the, the German market and see the Bundesliga as a good place to look for sort of value for money signings. Anyway, he's reporting that we're preparing to make a £15 million bid for Nemeka. And apparently he's seen as a player who can offer sort of versatility and like that box-to-box option in midfield. Um, he's six foot three. I think he's quite mobile. He can play as a number eight or a number six. Um, he's 22. He left Man City two years ago. I think he was released at their sort of academy level. And since then, I think he's really impressed in the Bundesliga. And I know he used to represent England at youth level, but now he's he's, he's playing for Germany. And he, I think he won his first cap for the senior team a few months ago. So, so yeah, that's, an, that's a sort of new name that's been linked and an interesting option. It sounds like he could be the sort of player you could pick up on the cheap. Um, I know Dortmund and Man United have also been linked. And the same piece from the Telegraph mentions that Kefren Turam at Nice is another player we've considered and we've sort of seriously looked at. But he's expected to cost more like £30 million than, and I know Liverpool are meant to be looking at him too. So I think Turam's considered like a plan B potentially and maybe the more expensive of the two. So if we are going to make big money moves for Barella and Madison, maybe if we're being conscious of FFP and letting the making sure the budget's spread out across several signings, maybe Nemeka appeals from a value-for-money perspective. So... So yeah, it was interesting to see that name mentioned and he could be another sort of out-the-blue signing we make to add to our midfield. So another, again, new name to be linked. This comes from Mark Douglas at iNews. I think he used to be the editor of The Chronicle. Um, He's basically released an exclusive where he's been speaking to the agent of Stad Rennes' talent, Desiree Douai. Again, I'm not sure if I've pronounced that right. But anyway, he's an 18-year-old French youth international and he's had like a breakthrough season in France with Rennes. Um, and his agent, who's actually Mikel Sylvester, the former Man United centre-back, he's actually confirmed that Newcastle came to watch him over the past season and have been in touch with him um, to sort of sound out a potential deal, I guess. And it sounds like he's got a lot of interest. I know the piece mentions Barcelona and PSG as two other clubs who are interested, but he's another sort of teenage sensation and probably the sort of deal Dan Ash was trying to get done. Obviously, we've we've looked at well, well, we've signed rather Garanko from from Australia, and we've brought in Jankuba Minter from the Danish league just recently. So we've obviously placed a big emphasis on bringing in some of like the world's sort of most exciting young young talents. And obviously, um, Dewey has had a really good season in France. I think he's actually played in in Europe with them as well. And you think he's made? Um, I've just had a look there. Twenty six appearances last season in all competitions, which for someone who's only just turned 18, is pretty impressive at senior level. So, um, so yeah, that's another one to watch. Again, it would be probably more of a, a sign-in for the, for the future, but an exciting talent by the looks of it. And again, looks like sort of Dan Ashworth is trying to work his magic there behind the scenes to bring to bring another really highly rated young player in. So he's another one to watch, Desiree Dewey. 
The other sort of new name that's been linked as well is Mohamed Simakan. So according to The Guardian, there's Ed Aaron's there, one of the senior writers for The Guardian. He's saying that Newcastle and Arsenal are both showing really strong interest in Simakan. So he's a, a versatile defender who plays for RB Leipzig in Germany. Um, he's a good age, he's 23, and he's quite versatile too. He can play at centre-back or right-back. And I know there's been a lot of talk of Newcastle being in the market for a, a sort of athletic defender who can come in and compete with Shaw and eventually sort of play alongside Botman and be his, his sort of future partner at the back. So who knows how much interest there is there, but according to The Guardian, he's someone we're looking at and we're showing strong interest in. Um, like I say, he takes a lot of boxes as a, as a sort of versatile, but also athletic and mobile centre-back who would probably be able to compete with Shaw and, and learn from him before potentially coming into the team. But again, that's just a new link. Time will tell if there's anything in that, but... It certainly would make sense based on the sort of centre-back we're looking to sign. And then, last but not least, on other names that have been linked this week. So, according to the Chronicle, we've been offered the chance to sign Harry Maguire for £30 million. Now, I saw Alan Nixon at The Sun. He released a piece over the weekend saying that we'd, we'd made a loan offer for Maguire, but Man United had no interest in helping us out, which I find ironic when we loaned them Dubravka last season. But anyway, we'll take that as a compliment. But anyway... Apparently, Maguire won't be leaving on loan to Newcastle because they have no interest in helping us. But the Chronicle reckon we've been offered the chance to sign him for thirty million. And personally, I think who knows Eddie Howe could get the best out of him and may feel like he's another player he could transform. He obviously was a good player a couple of years back, but has really like lost his way of late. Um, but I think thirty million for a player who's out of form and also in his thirties now, and apparently earning two hundred thousand pound a week. I just don't see that as a sort of deal we will take up even if we did show interest in a loan deal. And then staying with the Chronicle, they also report that Dejan Kulusevski, the, the Tottenham winger, well, he was on, he's been on loan at Tottenham from Juventus. Um, Tottenham apparently had an obligation to buy in the contract, in the loan deal, rather, for him. But obviously, that, sorry, that uh, obligation to buy was centred around them qualifying for the Champions League. And obviously, they haven't done that. So apparently, they're now negotiating a deal with Juventus to sign him. But because they're sort of stolen on that deal, because the obligation to buy is now void, uh, the Chronicle reckon we've been offered the chance to sign him as well. So he's young and he's he's another player that actually works hard. And I think in his first season in the Premier League, I think he's been there for two years on loan, but in his first season he looked really good, but he's he struggled in what's been a pretty poor Tottenham team over the last season. But yeah, he's young, he works hard, he is, he is a gifted player, and I think he could fit in well. And he'll obviously know Isaac from his time with uh, him it's in the Swedish national team, but... I think often when you see that players have been offered to a team, you wonder how much do the club actually want them. And I'm not sure where the sort of team now who would take take agents or players up on, on random offers. So who knows? He, he could be someone we look at. But I think if we're pursuing Madison for that sort of right-sided role, I, I can't see us taking someone that Spurs are stolen, stolen on signing. And then just to end with potential outgoings, I know Sky Sports have said that Ryan Fraser had, has sort of interest from championship clubs. I know Norwich have been linked in the last few days and um, I suppose it just shows how he's fallen down the pecking order really and disappeared that that he's looking at more of a championship move now. I wouldn't be surprised if some Premier League clubs do show interest, but I think the fact he's been training with the uh, under-21s for the last few months probably makes him less appealing to Premier League clubs. So yeah, apparently championship clubs are in for Ryan Fraser, looking at lo- a, lo- like a, a loan deal for him. And... With Jamal Lascelles, he's another one the Chronicle have mentioned. Apparently, Luton are showing interest in Lascelles. Um, I suppose that would be a move for him that gives him a chance to c- sort of continue playing in the Premier League and then 
on Luton's side, he's got experience and he's captained us as well for several years. And also, without being disrespectful to Luton, he's got experience of like relegation battles, which I'd expect them to be in next season. So, so yeah, Luton, Luton apparently have shown interest in Lascelles and Fraser has interest from the championship over a potential loan moves. One last player who's also been linked, this is from Fabrizio Romano. So he, he basically revealed on Thursday night that a 16-year-old Wolves defender called Leo Shaha, he's an England under-15 and un- under-16 international, he's meant to be highly rated, he's a fullback, and Romano is basically reporting that we're in talks to sign him. So it looks like he could be the latest young gem that Dan Ashworth's looking to bring into the academy. It, probably more likely to be under-18 level if he's only 16, but you never know. Um, he's already played at a high level. Who knows? He could be he could be in the under twenty one ranks before long. So, so yeah, Leo Shaw has the latest name apparently being looked at by the academy. And uh, yeah, it's really good to see the club recruiting in that department after so many years of neglect from Mike Ashley. Podcast Network. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.